In this month's Fresh Blood podcast, our spotlight is on Split Theatre, a young theatre group started in 2016 with their first production also titled Split, which was staged in November 2016. Their second production, Deaf, was staged in August 2017. And for this year, they are currently in rehearsal for their third production, 14, which opens on the 8th of June 2018 at Centre 42's Black Box. So today I'm speaking to Split Theatre's director, Daryl Lim, production manager, Chia Sinning, as well as Elizabeth Samosir, who's one of the cast members of 14. So I was reading up about Split and I came upon its Facebook page where I was quite intrigued by the very existential and quite cryptic <laughs> company description that poses such questions as what does it mean to be human? So could you tell us about Split Theatre, Daryl? How did it form? And what's the story behind the name? Okay, um, for s- I will talk about the name first. I guess... Uh, ultimately, I believe that um, art or true yeah. art, genuine art, begins from a place of brokenness and uh, from a place where um, like real and beautiful things uh, only happen when you can um, be vulnerable and be able to uh, bear yourself to, the, to all and those who are willing to look at you when you're bare and not vulnerable that's when they see the beauty of uh, a human being. So uh, split in that sense is about opening up. It's about uh, being broken. It's about being vulnerable, being uh, able to be present and to be um, just yourself, be who you are, mm-hmm. someone you want to be and um, share your story. Because uh, this is a kind of a secret but <laughs> I wrote my first play because of a uh, very uh, sad and tragic story where I split with someone uh, and it wasn't just one I wasn't just because of one person yeah it was uh, my girlfriend and um, friends and all that yeah there were many many different kinds of split that happened at one time and I don't know, there, there was just this surge of emotions within that uh, I just felt that, hey, I'm sure everyone ex- have experienced or will experience the same thing and what what will it be like if there's a, just a place where we can all be who we are and open and just share mm. uh, our brokenness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like that quote, when things are broken, that's how the light gets in. Yeah. Mm. And about how more and um, when it's crushed, that's when the scent mm. is released. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so tell us about Split Theatre. When did it, when did that start? Okay. Um, how, how did that come together? Yeah, so in 2016, uh, I just started off with uh, writing a short 20-minute play uh, for, the, for NES Drama Fest. And I decided that uh, so that, that play was just something that I was writing for fun and I had a group of people who were with me and all that then after that show or, or actually at closer to the end of that show I realised that eh, there, was some, there, were, there were more things that I want to say there, were, there, there are so much more um, stuff that can be explored and all that but there's it's close to the end and I'm about to be uh, I was going to graduate from school so what next? Mm. Am, I, am I going to stay in school and do it again? 
or am I going to go and just do what I want? And then I decided, hey, let's just do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was lucky enough to have uh, like a group of friends in uh, uni who trusted me enough. And this is something that I think is very important for split theatre. The trust and the, the people who trust uh, not only me, but trust the process and trust the fact that this is a safe place mm. to share stories and to be open, to be broken. Mm. Yeah. So there were people who trust. And that was when I realised that, hey, yeah, why not? Let's just go out and do it. Uh, I, I'll just try my best and eat less <laughs> and, and spend some money and throw a, what, throw a production. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like a party, but just, just stage something out there, uh, stage an extended version of Split. But of course, uh, I think I went overboard for the first time because... Uh, the twenty minute play became a one hour fifty minute play. <laughs> yeah. Uh that was yeah. just yeah, whatever I wanna I just throw inside. But mm. uh it was a very wonderful experience as well because at the end of the product uh, production we had people who were just saying that oh this is an experience with uh an experience that they will never forget. Lah. And that is what I'm looking for, uh, in terms of what split is about. Mm. Uh it's about uh, constructing this space and this place where we can just share a refuge for people and all that. That is why when you ask me, oh, what what's my business model or my plan? Then I would say like, um, what if I just want people to come in and be happy? Is there a core team? There are people who follow me in and out, yeah, okay. and all that. And I I I would ask. Uh, them to come back and they were asked to come back as well and I will always welcome them back and I kind of I, I will keep people who were once part of Split in uh, keep in touch with them mm-hmm. so that at, at any point of time uh, when I want to form this ad hoc group for a production like probably next year I would just ask uh, throw it open for them and uh, invite them in and mm-hmm. uh, those those are the people who kind of like pass the test of trust. <laughs> <laughs> earn your trust, yeah. Uh no no, it's not about earning my trust. It's like I earn their trust. Right. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah that, that because I know that uh and then if I do an open call, I would have to earn those people's trust mm. before they will stick with me for the entire production. So mm. that's the. That's the key thing about Split. I I seek to just earn the trust so that they will stick by. So Elizabeth and singing, when did you guys get involved with Split? I was in school and my friend, I think Daryl asked around for people to help out with SMing, the lights and sounds. And then my friend just asked me if I wanted to join and help. And at that point of time, I didn't really have a lot of experience. But it was just very interesting to go into the rehearsal room and see how... Because the thing with Daryl is that he doesn't he doesn't just write the script and ask the actors to act it out. It's like he... <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Daryl's kind of shooting furtive looks at the scene. <laughs> he allows himself to be very vulnerable. So he lets the actors play around and like he would say... 
okay, I'll give you a situation and then um, the directors will react to it and then he will like use whatever he sees. So he never really sets down the script until like the week before performance or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I, I really like how process driven. So it's not really about, of course, a lot of it is about the show, but it's also about allowing everyone to be part of the process of making this art. So it's a lot of him, but I think he draws from <laughs> us also. I got involved through an open call on Facebook. And um, yeah, usually it's hard to come by on Facebook, like theatre open calls. So I thought it would be interesting if I auditioned for it. And luckily enough, I got in. Um, but I wanted to say that it's definitely something very new for me. It's definitely something that I've never experienced before because of the process, like what she said. Um, yeah, I feel like definitely it, it is a change for me to go out because this is my first ever production outside of school. Mm. So it's definitely a milestone for me, I would say, actually, to be in a rehearsal room where there's mutual trust, to be in a rehearsal room where the director puts out situations without any, like, and he doesn't have... He doesn't feel the need to like keep on uh, defending his choices and the actors all trust him in his choices. Definitely would say there's a lot of trust in the rehearsal room. I understand that it's it's process driven and everything. What are the underlying themes of 14 or what are you trying to explore with this? For this, I would like my... Um, Elizabeth. Yeah, my actor to... What are the themes are like in 14? Yeah, what is it about? I think 14 centers around a central story about a boy in who is 14, that's why it's called 14, and his journey through school and, and his exploration with the, the other gender, the other sex, more like it. Um, and I think the themes that are being expounded in 14 would be how, how the structures and systems are built within the education system that can mold a child who is 14 they can shape a child or restrict a child or even maybe even give freedom to a child. Mm. So it's an exploration of that theme, I would say. What inspires you about these themes? What are you trying to communicate? Personally for me, because I play um, the role of a principal. For a character who wants so much control and power, sometimes it comes from a place of insecurity. And I would say that I would want to express that message through my acting. Mm. There's some, there's some weakness in trying to control everything mm. because there is insecurity present. So yeah. Mm. So it's not only about the boy, but it's also about the, about the teachers, teachers and, the, around him and yeah. the, the system around him, the education system around him. Mm. So it's set in a school and there are different characters. There's teachers, there are desperate students, there mm. are, there's a principal, there's a discipline mistress, there's the boys love interest a girl mm. so did you write a script a preliminary script to start with or you just got a bunch of actors and brainstormed your ideas together um i started off with two pages okay right okay. now just to give you a feel of it uh it's 28 pages now so i started off with two i share my personal experience or with students and teachers outside of theater so i in real life yeah, so I share with them uh, probably a story or two every week for the first first portion of rehearsals, not the first phase of rehearsals. I just share a story that I come across, and then 
we improvise from there. We uh, we share our opinion. Oh, do you think this is outrageous? Do you think mm. uh, what the teacher did was alright? Mm. Or do you think the students de- uh, student in this scenario deserves more? Mm. Or uh, deserves to be punished? And all that. Uh, so through that, we came up with the other 26 pages. Yeah. I wouldn't say that I just wrote down whatever they said and all that. Ultimately, ultimately we, we, okay, this is a bit <laughs> ironic because I wanted to say, uh, ultimately we need structure <laughs> for <laughs> place. <laughs> so uh, that's when uh, I, uh, I come in and structure the play. Mm. But in a play that questions the need for structure. So, <laughs> yeah. But ultimately, uh, things came about through the through uh the actors expressing their opinions on uh real life situations mm. and what whatever that people see in the show would be things things that really happen and mm. it's not fictional so i just i just hope that the audience will go away and just think about what our schools and what structures can really do or mm. not do for the children and uh, the youth out there. Mm. Yeah. And how how big is your team on this mm. production? So we have five uh, members in the cast and uh, we have two uh, who are with me for uh, light, sound, SM. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So did the, the lighting and the, the SMs also chip in into the, into the devising process? <laughs> like, do you get to... Um, before we started rehearsing for this show, I did join in with their training process. Mm-hmm. So we do devise things, but I'm not sure if it's related to this show. What has your experience on the sh- working on the show been okay, like um, so far? When, when did you start rehearsals? For this show, it's January. Yeah. Okay. Before okay. that was training. Oh, okay. okay. So I was overseas and I came back in January to join them. I guess at the start when the script wasn't really very, like, the, the direction wasn't very clear yet, I did join in devising for promotional videos and those kind of things that mm-hmm. you can find on our Facebook page. <laughs> 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 but along the way, I don't think I contributed much to like the improvisation mm-hmm. but I am doing the lights now and I'm supposed to mm. think about yeah because lights are also part of the yeah. performance how has the process been like so far have you faced challenges or any points that made you, made you think in a different way or think think about something that you hadn't predicted yes because <laughs> um, there's this thing about perception of people about uh, what school really is or what secondary school students really look like or uh, act. Uh, how do they really act? And uh, when I had a uh, couple of previews, like uh, recently, there were a lot of questions about, like uh, many questions about how, how my actors were portraying the secondary school kids. Mm. So to me, a person who sees secondary school kids quite often, in some compa- uh, capacity. Yeah, I, I think it's real, but to people, it's not so. So I, 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 I face this challenge of, you know, balancing this kind of uh, 
their expectations and reality. But at the same time, I don't want to sugarcoat things. Mm. Yeah, what if the students or uh, youth nowadays are really that childish mm-hmm. in their actions? What if? What if they are? Uh, can we, can we, overlook that fact? Or should we even like pretend that it doesn't exist, this phenomenon? And I really wonder what people will see and what people will perce- how how people will perceive this play mm. uh, in the in the real act- actual performance as well. What do you think about uh, even as an actor? It's definitely hard because it's very easy to portray like extremes. It's very easy to portray stereotypes. Stereotypes, yeah. But it's difficult to play realist like a realistic secondary school student because you know, there are many different kinds of... Everyone's different, there are many different kinds of people. So, it's difficult to find something that is accurate, but something that also doesn't restrict you. Something that, you know, is telling and can tell a story. Can tell mm. a story of... Um, of a, Like a Singaporean, just a Singaporean teenager, what, he, what she goes through in her life. It's also difficult to tell in the play's style, stylistically, because it is very stylistic what lies ahead for you as a young company and are there any other issues or topics that you're keen to explore as performance makers? What lies ahead? This is a question that I ask myself every day. Ultimately, as I said, I've said in the beginning that um, this is supposed to be a space where people go and it's process-driven. And mm. I want people who uh, enter split and leave split to have this memory of an anchor of connection that they they they, they can always come back to uh, and I really hope to stay as this anchor of connection that people can return to uh, maybe I'm not planning to be uh, to create like more and more elaborate productions and all that yeah. but ultimately that can be a side effect of, of mm. more side effect uh, that can be a, that can be a byproduct of, of of this angle of connection thing. Yeah, yeah and uh, I that's that's what I will stick to uh, in, in this for this period of time. Mm-hmm. And if you if you ask me what kind of like themes I would explore, honestly, it depends on the team. Mm. Oh wow, okay, depends on the team uh, that I'm working with because some of them. Uh, they through the process they gave me ideas mm. that I wouldn't have thought of like uh, if the five of them any one of them changes the script will almost 100% definitely change mm. yeah and mm. it's because really because of them yeah mm. like there are scenes where Liz just um, started dancing and then <laughs> I I just saw it and like okay let's put that in <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so ah, they, they, they have this they have this like unspoken rule that oh don't anyhow do stuff because Daryl will just put it in if he does it <laughs> <laughs> something like that. I read that you uh, interned at Cake oh, Theatre yeah. that you sometimes Natalie kind of advises you on stuff uh, mm-hmm. with your experience from whatever you took from there. What what did you learn from there? What what from your experience has influenced the way you approach your work? Uh, Natalie told me once that um, every human being has a score. Has a score, a musical score behind that person. And that really shaped the way I 
create because I create in term uh, in a very musical way uh, where rhythm is very important for the entire play and ultimately uh, I use rhythm to um, to create uh, to create characters mm. and that I must say is some uh, something that I wouldn't have done if I didn't work with under Natalie mm. yeah <laughs> for, for that period of time yeah and and she I think she once said about how uh, when someone bears him or herself and and if you dare to look at that person you'll see the most human thing yeah that really stuck with me mm. because it's when you are willing to uh, look at a broken person and say like hey I love you just the way you are <laughs> Okay, no, that's that's not <laughs> that's not intentional. <laughs> yeah. Nice. That's a great way to kind of conclude this this podcast. Lit Theatres fourteen opens on the eighth of June at Center Forty Two's Black Box and runs until the tenth. You can go to our Facebook page. We have an event started. There's a link on our Facebook page, and yeah, we will post. Some rehearsal pictures also that are okay. funny <laughs> to us. Maybe mm. not to the cast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Take a look. Okay then, um we'll post a link to the to the Facebook page on Artsy Quitter. Thank you for coming to Artsy Quitters. Thank you so Thank much. You. Thank, Thank you. you.